Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are on the eve of Animal Crossing Day. Or at least we should be. As my daughters have told me and have counted down the number of sleeps left until Animal Crossing comes out, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch is intended to be released on March 20th, 2020. But as we have seen in response to all of the coronavirus discussion and how the supply chain has been affected, how suppliers have been affected, all is not entirely as it has been with respect to the delivery of things like video games. And so it's no surprise that we start seeing articles yesterday and today that come out saying things like this. This is from Games Radar Plus. Animal Crossing New Horizons pre-order delays affecting some customers. Check yours now. Certain customer orders have been delayed until March 24th. Certain customers have been notified that their Animal Crossing New Horizons pre-orders on Amazon have been delayed until Tuesday, 24 March. Now note, when we discuss these things in this video today, a lot of the information that we are getting is going to be about, in particular, Amazon's delivery services. Now that probably doesn't come as a surprise to most of you, Amazon being one of the most popular shipping companies in the world, but it does mean that what we have to discuss is premised on not only the availability of the shipping chain, the availability of manufacturing processes for things like discs or cartridges, but also on this specific company, because that's the primary information that we're seeing on Reddit, that we're seeing in these articles, that we're seeing on my Twitter and online. And so we're also going to talk just briefly about what Amazon has decided to do amid the coronavirus outbreak and describing exactly what it is that it might affect both now and in the future. Because I really do think that we are looking at something that not as the highest level of priority when discussing things like the coronavirus, but still of, of note and of interest, we are looking at something that might well be the final death knell in kind of the physical delivery of entertainment media, maybe not limited to video games. We're also seeing movie studios try to figure out exactly how to deliver their content, whether or not they should wait for theaters to reopen and things along that line. But right now, we've got Animal Crossing, a very, very big Nintendo release, really the last big Nintendo release that we have full knowledge of in terms of release date and what's been planned by Nintendo. And then it's a big blank barren era uh, for the Switch until Nintendo tells us what's coming out. That's supposed to come out tomorrow. And in fact, it will be coming out tomorrow primarily for digital users. Posts on Reddit have started appearing of people saying that they've received emails that their pre-orders of Animal Crossing New Horizons won't be arriving until several days after the launch date. And again, we're going to look at that Reddit thread in just a second. But yeah, I had saw this all across my timeline yesterday and into today. I've seen people that are very, very positive about Nintendo and their products like Stealth40K here, who I follow, and is regularly talking about Nintendo saying, Amazon delayed the shipment of my copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons to Tuesday. I'm disappointed, but there are much larger problems than this going on, so I guess I'll have to wait a few more days. But look at his follow-on tweet. Thank you all for suggesting I just go digital on this one. I likely will, but I really wanted to add the physical edition to my Animal Crossing game collection. It will feel weird not to see it on my shelf. Crazy times call for crazy solutions. And indeed they do, although digital has been becoming less and less crazy as the generations have gone on. And I do think that with folks facing these kinds of issues, with Amazon and other shipping companies, I think rightly 
prioritizing things like groceries and medical supplies over things like video games, even as I have stated in this space in virtual legality how important those kinds of entertainment and pop culture items are, especially when facing distancing and isolation. I do think food is more important, and so Amazon should be making sure to get those kinds of things out, that you have people that wouldn't regularly buy digital looking at it as a new option. If we look at the Reddit thread, I just got a notification from Amazon letting me know it's pushing back my AC delivery until Tuesday. That seems to be what Amazon has told a lot of its people. Looks like I'm not the only one, so I'm changing this flare to news. It seems that a lot of people here and on the Animal Crossing Reddit are also getting their delivery pushed. The only advice I can tell people is that if you really can't wait, download the eShop version instead of risking going out due to COVID-19, coronavirus. And if you've been following Nintendo and if you've been following their eShop page that shows exactly what's popular in that space... Animal Crossing has been number one, number two, or number three on the top row of things that people have been purchasing for at least the last month, which is a surprise, right? Because it doesn't come out until tomorrow, but people are very, very excited about this product. And Animal Crossing in particular as a as a product is one of those games that I think even people that really like physical versions of products can look at and say, yeah, I probably want that digitally on my system so I don't have to mess with cartridges. I can't lose it and things like that because it is the type of game that you regularly go back to. Animal Crossing, if you aren't familiar with it, is a game that kind of features a clock in real time, and somebody tells you to come back tomorrow to do something, they mean tomorrow. You come back and you visit that stork that is talking to you about collecting acorns for him tomorrow, and that's not in-game time, but that's actually in your real life. And so I think a lot of people probably looked at that and said, yeah, Animal Crossing will just sit on my Switch desktop, and I will have that digitally so I don't have to worry about finding it when I want to play it. So I, it's no surprise that it's that popular digitally. What is a bit of a surprise is that with this physical pushback, I think people that are really excited about it, which would tend to be the class of people that pre-ordered it, are likely to start to look at the eShop as a viable alternative and maybe then find it to be more to their liking than they would have otherwise assumed. Similarly, Animal Crossing is not the only game that is of excitement in the next couple of weeks while we're all on quarantine, at least in the United States. The other main game that I know I'm excited about, some of my daughters express excitement about that sometimes, is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which issued a notice yesterday that said, due to the extraordinary circumstances the world is facing with the COVID-19 pandemic, we want to update you on how this will impact the forthcoming release of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Our priority is the well-being and safety of our fans and customers, taking into account regional government and World Health Organization advice. The worldwide release of Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th will go ahead. However, with the unforeseeable changes in the distribution and retail landscape, which varies across countries, it is increasingly likely that some of you will not get hold of your copy of the game on the release date. Now, backing up a step from this statement, we're going to look at the second half of this statement in just a second. One of the things that has been a continuing thorn in the side of people that are ready to fully adopt digital as the delivery mechanism for really all of their media, but especially in this conversation, video games, is that the contracts, the relationship with physical stores, the Best Buys, the GameStops, the targets of the world have prevented gaming companies from being more agile on release dates. Animal Crossing has been a pre-order top one, two, or three for the last month, 
and it downloaded onto everybody's Switches that pre-ordered it weeks ago. But it hasn't been available to be released because of contracts and relationships that Nintendo and any other publisher, this isn't limited to Nintendo, has with those retailers that want to sell it physically. And because of that, because you need to use planes and trains and trucks and everything else to actually make discs and move them, make cartridges and move them, you have this kind of tail period where digitally you could have it sitting on your Xbox or Nintendo Switch or PlayStation, but it can't be made available to you physically and it can't be made available to you on that digital space until those discs or cartridges can make their ways to various storefronts. Now, what coronavirus appears to have done here is said, okay, because this is a situation where it's out of our control, we've used our commercially reasonable best efforts, as a lawyer like myself might be inclined to say in a contract setting, to get them to you and it just didn't happen because of manufacturing issues or shipping issues or government lockdowns of borders and things along those lines, we're still going to release it on the date that we plan digitally and you will get it when you get it physically. And that's, we apologize for that GameStop. We apologize for that Best Buy. We apologize for that to you folks who are trying to buy it directly from either Amazon or maybe our own store. But we need to get this thing out. The people that want it digitally can still get it. And what you see with something like this, which is a sea change, right, which is a significant event that the world hasn't seen before, is that you get people re-examining their contract relationships because of the contract terms that are in there. I might yet do an episode of virtual legality on acts of God or what we might call force majeure provisions, which allow contract parties to essentially ignore certain amounts of their rights and obligations under a contract if they are prevented from doing something outside of their control, that something like an earthquake or a meteor happened, or in this case, an epidemic or a pandemic allows them to get out of certain contractual commitments. And I think that's kind of what you are seeing here. Of course, the real politic of the situation, the actual optics of the situation are such that if GameStop or Best Buy or Target wanted to stop digital players from playing this game because they don't have their copies yet in their stores, that would probably be perceived very poorly if Square or whomever went out and said, we'd love to let you play it digitally. It's all done. It's sitting on your PlayStation, but you can't play it because Best Buy won't let you until the trucks get there, which may be in two months. And so I don't think this is a situation that is exactly analogous to normal contract negotiations that'll happen in the future once this is all passed over. But it is still useful because people are going to experience a digital landscape that maybe they haven't used before, that they always buy physical, they're going to buy digital, and they're going to see that they like it. Or maybe they don't. But either way, they're going to be exposed to the ecosystem in a way that maybe they wouldn't have been if they were just proceeding as normal without this virus. Continuing and finishing up their statement, Square Enix says, we are monitoring the situation on a daily basis and working with our partners, retailers, and Square Enix teams across Europe and the Americas to do everything we can to ensure as many of you as possible can play the game on April 10th. We want to keep you updated ahead of the release and intend to post again this Friday, March 20th, tomorrow, with any further news, so please stay tuned to our official channels. For any other questions regarding the release, please contact our Square Enix store customer service teams or your relevant retailer for more information on availability in your region. 
And I would strongly suspect if you ordered it from somebody like Amazon, you're not going to get a straight answer right now, not because of any fault of theirs, but because they don't have an answer to give you. April 10th is still 20 days away from now. And while that might not seem like a long time in the lifespan of our, our lives, it is very much a long time in this particular four, five, six week period. It seems hard to believe, but E3 was still on as of 10 days ago. All of these things were still on as of 10 days ago. Things are moving rapidly. It's a very fluid situation. And people are reacting on an almost daily basis to changes in the news and changes in their ability to meet their contract conditions and to get things like a Final Fantasy VII remake video game out to the people that want to purchase it. But it's clear from this statement that the digital release will still happen when it was intended to happen. So if you really want this product you are very likely to be pursuing it on a digital basis. And again, I think one of the things that we have to focus on here is Amazon, right? If you didn't see it a couple of days ago, Amazon released a statement to sellers that kind of got leaked around. This wasn't an official statement as far as I can tell to the public, but Amazon sent a statement to its partners, its partner sellers that use its warehouses to ship things to people that buy them from Amazon or otherwise buy them direct and Amazon helps fulfill their shipping needs. And it said... Amazon will only receive vital supplies at its U.S. and U.K. and other European warehouses until April 5th, its latest move to free up inventory space for medical and household goods in high demand as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. Now, the change does not mean that Amazon will stop selling non-essential items like phone cases and toys for now. As much as it might pain me, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake likely falls under the category of toys for purposes of this article only that products may be more likely to run out of stock in the next few weeks or that sellers will have to ship directly to consumers. Yeah, as far as I understand it, what Amazon has said is it's closing up intake into its warehouses from sellers that it has deemed non-essential or that fall in non-essential categories. And the rest of the highlighted language we're going to look at will explain what categories they've highlighted as essential. But suffice it to say, if they've got something in their warehouse right now, they're not throwing it out the window. They'll still sell those things. They'll still ship those things, but they aren't taking in new things. And my best bet is that Square Enix Final Fantasy VII Remake now due April 10th maybe hasn't shipped things to Amazon at this point in time. Amazon doesn't have those things, and it's not going to be helping fulfill that shipping need for that particular product. And so Square Enix is aware of that and they're figuring out how to deal with it. They want most people to play on April 10th, but things are going to happen between now and then and nobody knows quite what. Amazon defines several categories as essential products that can, can continue shipping, including baby products, sure, health and household items, absolutely, beauty and personal care, grocery, Industrial and scientific, which if you go and you look at Amazon, includes things like respirators and masks and pet supplies. Books are included as well. Books being the only one there that doesn't seem essential based on what they've actually described there, which are things like personal care. They're things like food and taking care of pets and babies and, and things along those lines. I love books. Books are necessary. I want to see Amazon ship books, but it's a little bit of a surprise to see them added on there. And it wouldn't surprise me if in the actual statement they were separated out a little bit because of how this sentence is structured. They don't appear to be included in the vital categories listing. But either way, what you don't see there is video games. Now, more prominently, and I tweeted about this earlier, if you're interested in my thoughts on these various things as they happen, you can follow me on Twitter at Hoag Law. But I tweeted on this earlier and I said, 
you know, one thing that I think should probably be essential is networking, computer networking, because we are all operating remotely, or at least a lot of us are in the United States and I think across the world. Those are the kinds of things that you probably do need to stock. If my monitor goes down, if my router goes down, if I can't access things on Wi-Fi, that is going to be a significant problem. It's not like eating. You can prioritize these things. You can have a certain amount of triage. But I would hope that things like electronics specifically for networking and maybe not video games would be included in a list like this. And it wouldn't surprise me if Amazon winds up changing its procedures, changing its list you know, by tomorrow. I think everybody is reacting to these things very quickly. I think that's good. But oftentimes when you react quickly, you don't necessarily think out the full impact of what's happening. But with Amazon as one of the leading shippers in the world and having this kind of statement out there that says, hey, if you're buying video games, look out, we might not be stocking them in our warehouses. You might want to start thinking about a different way of getting those into your home. I do think that digital becomes more and more attractive. And we can see that digital has been becoming more attractive throughout this generation. I've pulled up an article from Game Industry Biz now by James Brightman, who in the interest of full disclosure, I work with regularly on articles as a source for his website at uh, Games Daily Biz. And he is summarizing what the ESA's essential facts report was for 2016. Now that's years ago, right? And I went as part of this video to go to the ESA website to get a more new version of their annual report and their entire website is down. I couldn't tell you why exactly, but they are not available. I couldn't find their annual report. I couldn't even get their main website up and running. So what we can see here in this older report, and I've got another bit of statistics to show you that would appear to align with this, is that digital sales had taken over a lot of the U.S. game market. It says, while physical format sales are steadily declining, the total picture for the U.S. games industry is actually quite positive, with overall sales climbing each year since 2010, when the industry totaled only $17.5 billion. Digital has been accounting for a bigger and bigger portion of the sales total each year, and in 2016, that portion was 74%, including full game digital download subscriptions, DLC, mobile, and social. Now, you're looking at this and you're saying, Rick, I don't believe that digital sales for the game market is 74%. And I think one of the issues that we have when we look at statistics for video gaming, and there's no really great way to kind of separate this out, is that it now includes a very, very robust sector in mobile gaming that I don't know that a lot of us that are dealing with just talking about consoles, talking about PC games, talking about long form content, often with a narrative kind of incline, always take into account as part of the gaming industry. And mobile, as you might have imagined, is all digital. So everything that anybody buys on their phone is going to count as digital sales. So one of the things that you have to take into account here is when you see it say 74%, or as we look at this chart, which seems to line up with that 74% in 2016, and so likely comes from the same source, is that mobile is taking it over as much as gaming is taking over digital. That that the, the absolute proliferation of mobile phones is part of this story as much as the PlayStation Network or Xbox Live or the Nintendo eShop or even Steam. But that being taken into account, you still have this huge kind of shift from 2009 to 2018 that shows that now in the last couple years, we're really starting to get into those numbers where almost every bit of video game content is bought digitally. Now, these percentages don't just include mobile. They'll also include things like Fortnite skins 
And as we know, Fortnite has been driving a lot of revenue in video games, as it has the rest of the battle royale genre, whether you're playing Apex Legends or something else along those lines. And so we've got a lot of free-to-play. We've got a lot of mobile. This doesn't tell the whole story for what we might consider full-price premium games and whether you buy them on the eShop or you buy them physically. But we can assume that that is probably significantly closer to 50-50, if not more physical than digital, just based on the fact that 83% includes all of those categories that aren't in that premium full-priced game sales quadrant. That all being said, when you've got a situation like this, I do think it's the kind of thing where people are going to start looking at whether or not they can have a digital version of a game, whether or not they are comfortable with putting something like their credit card or their PayPal information into the Nintendo eShop and getting a digital version of Animal Crossing or in the PlayStation Network and getting a digital version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And on the margins, more people are going to purchase digitally during this particular outbreak in quarantine or social distancing or whatever you want to call it than would have in its absence And it's those kinds of events that I do think cause systemic change, do cause people to reevaluate how they've always been doing things. Now, because they can't, and they really want that thing on April 10th or tomorrow, March 20th, and because they can't, they go and do something that they wouldn't have otherwise done. They find it to their liking. And this kind of pathway where you see it going down and down and down and down and down continues and continues and continues, which leaves me with, hey, This guy, the former head of Nintendo, and now a member of the board of directors of GameStop, Reggie fils is going to have his work cut out for him when all is said and done. And hey, maybe I'll talk about the board of directors and GameStop and what prevention mechanisms they are using in their stores on another virtual legality very, very, very soon. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, please subscribe, please share it around with anybody that you think might be interested, whether you're on that Reddit thread or Reset Era or NeoGAF or wherever else you might find yourself. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it in its podcast form, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.